Uh, thank you so much for joining me, man. I know you have a pretty, you know, cool brand and a really cool kind of story. So maybe let's start there. Like, how did you, you know, get to where you are today and amass millions and millions of followers across social media? Yeah, for sure, dude. So it was actually a pretty common creator story. Back in 2020, when lockdown hit, I was actually supposed to graduate that year. But because of the lockdowns, I kind of got, instead of a graduation, like a seven or six month summer. So <laughs> being stuck at home with a phone, being a teenager, I saw TikTok is the uh, way to take up my time, but not in the sense of like scrolling on TikTok, but in the sense of like, I always wanted to be a performer. And I thought maybe this is a great opportunity. So I started posting like magic related content on there, like illusions and what that was at the time. when I really looked up to like when Sean does magic was starting out and others like that. And I noticed for like the first four months, I got no traction, dude. It was like a couple hundred views. It was like my max. Like that, <laughs> that was a good video for me. Um, but I knew like I just had to keep trying new things. And it was around like, you know, April or May of the lockdowns when things started hitting and I got like my first viral video and uh, I just kind of never looked back. It was a slow rise to 100,000. And once I hit 100,000, I was like, oh, I'll never hit 200. And then I hit 200 and I was like, oh, like I'll never hit three. And then it just kept rolling and I kept trying to diversify and get into like art and like illusions and just other series and just playing around with it. And it's just been like a slow rise. Like they say, a brand is not built overnight. <laughs> well, yeah, man. Like, I mean, as an observer, to me it looks like a very quick rise right but i guess when you're there in the trenches like day in day out creating content it can feel like a grind and like there's a lot of kind of questions i want to ask of that but like you know did it like from a i guess like an algorithm perspective when you hit that 100k do you think like does tiktok just start pushing your content out more and help you grow faster or is that just kind of like a myth because i have a friend who said as soon as he got to 10k he just started growing like crazy i took him so maybe do you have any insight in that yeah i've heard those kinds of things as well but i really think it comes down to the type of video you put out because I've noticed like some of my most viral videos were when I had like less followers, but they were just really good, really high quality videos. And even sometimes videos I post now, like they won't get a ton of views just because, you know, it's not the highest quality video. So I don't really think that the follower count matters too much on the TikTok side. It's just kind of like finding what works and like building series is off that. Cause I've seen creators who have like 1 million followers and they get like millions of views every video, you know, like they just kind of hit that gold mine and just go from there. So yeah, I don't think there's like sort of a magic number of followers where like this is it, you've made it, but more so like trying to find that uh that content style that works for you and that'll kind of define when you've made it. Yeah, no, that's a great point. It's a great point. And like on that, because it's really interesting, you know, like I think sometimes like for me personally, like, I've had two videos like go, I don't want to say by like, you know, one one point two and one point eight million views, which for me is like huge, right? And they yeah. were literally the worst, lowest quality videos that I made in about 20 seconds, right? It was a simple comment reply both times, and I just put a few little clips on there and just did a voiceover. It was so simple, right? But like, I think the common denominator with them is that they were borderline controversial, right? And I was kind of stirring the pot. So like for me, all my highest quality videos that I'm like, yeah, man, this one is, this one's going to get a million. They get like, you know, 10, 20,000. So like, yeah. where do you kind of sit on that? Because like, have you had videos that you thought, oh, this is, you know, kind of not my best and it ends up, you know, going viral? Yeah, I have actually, for sure. Some of the story or series is on my page. were kind of like from that sort of thing. Like I know, I did a run like a last summer, which I might get back into. And it's sort of like acting skits. I was like, oh, I'll just post one for fun. Um, and it was like a job interview with Polo G. And I basically like used his song lyrics. And it wasn't like my usual content, but I was like, oh, it'll be fun to make whatever. So I posted it. Um, and I think the next morning it already had like like 800K views, like just overnight. Wow. And it just kind of took off from there. And I think it ended up getting, yeah, like, like four or 5 million views, something like that. And I was like, wow, that was just kind of like a quick, you know, fun to make 
make like I had an extra hour one night. Um, then I built like a series off that. I had a whole bunch of videos and I even made like a, a skit or like acting account off that series. So you never know, right? If you have an idea, there's never any harm in just testing it. And you know, it may flop or it could be like a gold mine and it could lead to like, you know, a new account or even like a, a new series or just something huge. So yeah, I think trial and error is just the name of the game, you know? Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. You know, you mentioned there that you, you know, did that Polo G skit. I, I saw that. I remember that was actually really, really funny. Cool. I was like, oh, he's switching up the content style. But like, so you mentioned you then kind of created another account of that. Like how many accounts do you have now? And like, how many total followers do you have? Yeah, so on um <clears throat> on TikTok, I have just the, the three main ones. So obviously my main was the Magic Mat. That one I think has about 5.2 million. And then my storytelling one is about 900K. And then the skit one, I was actually able to grow that skill. And this is like a ridiculous thing. I think back in the summer, they're kind of pushing new accounts a little bit. And I was able to go from zero to 100K followers in I think three days, oh just God. on a skit account, which was pretty wild. <laughs> and then it kind of plateaued after that. But um, yeah, in total across everything like YouTube and whatnot, it's got to be um, probably just over 10 million uh, followers, which is, you know, I never thought I'd cross a thousand. So it's, <laughs> it sounds pretty crazy to say. That is crazy, man. That is crazy. And like from from what you just said, like how you know you have like I lost my train of thought. We can edit this bit. So early, man. My brain's not working. So basically, Sorry. um, obviously, like you know, you say trial and error and trying a bunch of different things. Like what, like when it comes to business creators nowadays, right? Because I create you know content for business, and I even understand it's like everyone's just doing the same shit now, right? The Alex Hormozzi style content. So like you know, maybe if you were to give me or any listeners out there who are in business like a piece of advice, like what would you say to make that content more you know engaging or doing something unique that has the potential to actually reach a lot of people and you know go viral this is actually interesting i know exactly what you're saying with the alex hormozy style content i've seen people like try and replicate that in the business realm and i just think like because alex hormozy is so well known and like it's well put together video people like take his advice they watch through because he's got that credibility backing him up right but i always notice even with brands like duolingo is a great example as opposed to trying to make like really polished corporate looking videos just creating a video like a creator um i think always works best like for example if you're trying to do like a you know drive home a point about a business or something like that something i've seen work well is like like a skit type video right like you put on a wig as one character and like you talk to exactly dude yeah yeah he does does exactly like that and i've seen many other people do that sort of style for things like psychology hacks or like finance tips like if you've ever seen erica kohlberg oh she's good too man money lawyer yeah dude it's that it's that same uh same sort of thing right so it's not like really a you know highly edited you know polished captions type thing it's something where it's like a bit more organic and she's driving home the point in like a, a sort of fun engaging way as opposed to uh you know something you'd see on a tv commercial kind of deal yeah it's a good point because it's almost like you know there's a next scene coming which is why yeah. I, like from like a psychological standpoint there's probably more to unpack in it but like you know when there's just like me sitting here talking saying hey here's three tips to do this like you know someone's like oh like whatever i don't really care but when it's like yeah. like i've seen erica's one she does really well it's like here's how you can get 500 back from american airlines or something everyone's like oh how can i do that and then it's like back yeah. and forth so it's very engaging yeah. the whole way so I, I see how that format works like it's just i guess it, that kind of content would take i feel like a more planning and strategy but at the same time you know it's not that hard really i'm just overcomplicating it so skits is that is there anything else besides that that you know you'd give us like advice to a business creator i would say yeah definitely uh the other main thing would just be not trying too hard to replicate sort of that Alex Hormozzi style or like trying 
not too hard to replicate what's popular. Like if you're going to, like when you see, when someone sees a video with like highly edited captions and stuff, they know it's going to be like, oh, this person is going to try and sell me a course or something. So they're not really going to stick around. I think the reason they do for like someone like Alex Hormozzi is because they see his face. It's kind of like the Mr. Beast effect, you know, like when you see his face, you know that the video is going to have some value. But like when it's someone who's not really known in that space, like sort of startup business creators or whatnot, they may not have that credibility right away where if someone sees their face that they'll know they're going to get a good video. So I'd say try and switch it up a little bit. And yeah, you don't have to do the skit style, but any sort of style that you can convey the information that's sort of not as traditional. Like I'll just give a quick example. When I was starting out and I was doing magic tricks, right? Like just showing a magic trick to a camera is never that effective from what I found. And then I saw Sean does magic, did that series where it's like someone go up to him, like Sean, 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 show me a magic trick, right? Like it gets that, you know, you kind of get sucked into it a bit more like, oh, like how's the, the cameraman going to react? Like it's going to be good, whatever. So I just say, yeah, try out new methods and don't be too bound to one style. Like if you try the Alex Hermosi style and doesn't work for you, you know, don't be afraid to experiment with new ones, whether it's a skit style, something else interesting you saw, or just any sort of idea um, that came to you. No, I love that, man. That's great advice. I think, yeah, another reason why Hermosi stuff works so well is because, yeah, he is so successful, right? Because all these other people online, you see them pop up. You don't know if they're actually successful because anyone could go in there and say, yeah, I make this. But like Alex has kind of been very public about his journey and he's endorsed by very high level people. So there's that social proof element as well. And even with the one that you mentioned with Sean does magic, like it's almost like that social proof, like Sean, Sean, show me a magic trick. And it's like, yeah. if someone else wants to see Sean's magic trick, then that makes me want to see Sean's magic trick. Like, oh shit. Like we follow the <laughs> yeah. herd as humans. So it makes, it makes sense psychologically. So it's, um, it's really interesting. But like Matt, obviously you got, you know, 10 million followers. Like what, how would you describe life as like a creator, right? Like, and would you recommend it to someone who's at zero and has, you know, dreams of doing the same thing? Yeah, I would say like, I'm definitely blessed to be in the position I'm in. I know like it's been a journey or whatnot, but it's something like ever since I was younger, I wanted to be like an actor or like a performer. Um, then when I found magic, like I wanted to be a magician, a performer. And, you know, in the back of my mind, I always kind of wanted to be a content creator, but I never saw, like I saw YouTube was saturated. I was like, there's no way I can be like PewDiePie, you know? Um, but that was kind of when TikTok came up and there's an opportunity. I think short form content is, is still on the rise. And I would, yeah, if anyone wants to be a creator, that's uh, what you should do, right? What you should strive to be. And I don't think you can ever really fail at being a creator unless you give up at it. Like if you're a creator for like four years and then on your fifth year, you pop off, right? Like you're a creator now, right? It's, you don't really fail until you give up. But like, if your heart's set on like being a doctor, like, you know, or an engineer, like yeah, definitely get a degree, be an engineer. But if you want to be like a content creator or even just spread information with the world um, or provide value, if you have some value to provide in some way, yeah, social media can be a great vehicle for that and definitely give you a lifestyle that would be ideal, like kind of working for yourself type deal. Yeah, it's amazing, man. So like, I guess in your experience, like, you know, social media pretty much changed a lot. Yeah, yeah, I know for sure. I, uh, I'm i still in school, finishing the degree, one more year to go. But yeah, man, I don't know. Like now it's just kind of assumed that once my degree is up, I'm going to be a full-time YouTuber. I'm going to get into performing by like leveraging my, you know, what I've done on social media. And it's been like, yeah, I, I wouldn't know what the future looks like uh, without social media. I'd be on like a, pretty much like all the friends I have now that I talk to, like just all other creators. Like it definitely has changed my life for sure. It's incredible, man. It's, it's amazing to hear 
stories like yours of, you know, that, yeah, leveraging social media in a really positive way and, you know, doing some cool stuff while you're at it. And, you know, on that, like, I'm sure a lot of people are curious and I'm curious personally, like, you know, obviously you have 10 million followers, right? You're yeah. Doing brand deals and stuff like that. Like, you know, maybe like, you know, is the brand deals obviously like enough to like sustain your lifestyle? And like, what's been maybe like the, the biggest brand deal that you got to you kind of like when the money hits your account, you're like, holy shit, like this just happened type of thing. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. In terms of like brand deals and whatnot, I'm actually signed with like managers and like an agency undercurrent and they're great, great guys. And how that kind of works or with any agency um, from what I've seen is that like a brand will go to the agency and say like, give us your top few creators for a campaign for like this movie or this game or like, you know, this food or whatever it is. And the agency will say like, okay, they're looking for like a, an art style video. So we're going to pick these three creators and they're going to make videos. And then the brand comes with whatever budget. So for one of the campaigns I was a part of, the payout I got like personally from my cut from the pool was $10,000, which was insane. Wow. I thought it was like, you know, they meant 1,000, but <laughs> the money at the account, I was like, damn, that's that's a big payday. And it was, uh, yeah, it's just crazy to think about like that that sort of thing. Because I know uh, my lifestyle, um, when you said support your lifestyle, like I'm definitely not like a buying supercars and anything type guy like i'm here like living with my parents like you know commuting to school like pretty uh pretty low-key kind of lifestyle but um yeah man uh the brand deals are good that's definitely one of the biggest ones i've had but yeah in terms of sustaining my lifestyles in general like if i were to move out or do this full time i know youtube adsense is kind of where it's at and i know a lot of big creators especially here in canada they say like 85 to 90 percent of their income is just from youtube or google adsense uh and they they have more followers than me maybe double and they say like 85% comes from YouTube. So, you know, brand deals are a nice add on, but like <laughs> Google's kind of saving our lives out here. So yeah, Google's yeah. The, the monopoly, man. They've got, um, they've got unlimited funds realistically. And that's amazing. Like a 10 grand, you know, making, having a 10 grand payday as, you know, a, a 20 year old, 19 year old, you know, is, yeah. I, I can only imagine like with what I was doing at 19, if I had 10 grand in my bank account, man, like I probably wouldn't spend it on the best things. But anyway, I would have, <laughs> I would have been shocked at that amount of money, but that's that's incredible man and like with the the youtube stuff like does that like if you were to kind of break it up into a split now like how much of the i guess your monthly income would come from youtube versus brand deals uh i would say youtube recently they kind of did like a, a revenue splitting revenue splitting model so we used to have like the shorts fund which is kind of like an arbitrary rate per month but now we can like see it per video and uh ever since that kind of happened in like january february so or even just seasonal right like ad spend tends to die down around like January, February. So earnings were a bit lower then. So in recent times, I would say for me, probably about like half and half for the past couple months between like YouTube and brand deals. But on average, yeah, like sometimes uh, the shorts bonuses I've gotten per month match like that one brand deal I had. So like sometimes yeah. the months are just crazy and it's still like a pretty even split. But I would say just in terms of like income and whatnot, Google AdSense is definitely more stable or like consistent than brand deals right like i remember like uh one month i got like three or four brand deals and then the next month i had zero right but the uh, youtube adsense or shorts bonus for both of those months was relatively similar but you know one month it was 100 the other month it was like maybe 50 
content. So the YouTube money is more consistent, but you know, brand deals are always a nice add on and usually make up for me, like around 50%, slightly less in other months. I think that's a great, great point there because, you know, like if you don't diversify as a creator and you just stay on TikTok and you just depend on brand deals, then you're probably going to have those months where you're like, oh my God, like how am I going to feed my family type of thing, right? But like, you know, do you think it's a common, do you think a lot more people have jumped onto YouTube since they created the creative, what is it called? The creative fund? Yeah. So I know on uh, YouTube, they had like the YouTube shorts bonus. And then now it's just, uh, I think they call it like the creator pool and we get like a split of that. But yeah, on TikTok in Canada, we never got the shorts fund. Uh, So I was never making money from TikTok um, in that regard. But I think a lot of more people are moving to YouTube fully. Like I have friends who had like millions on TikTok. They just don't post on there anymore because of the fact that like, you know, random community guideline takedowns and like they're not getting paid from the creator fund in Canada or things like that. And they know YouTube is picking up. So they've kind of just fully transitioned over there. And I think with like the recent news on TikTok, especially here in like America or North America and like United States, especially who knows how long it's going to be around. Right. So I think a lot of people are seeing YouTube as like the more stable option in terms of like income and like longevity. But TikTok, I mean, it's still always, always has been a great place to like, you know, kickstart your career and like field test a bunch of ideas and uh, maybe go mega viral, you know? <laughs> I always view TikTok as like, I don't care what I post in there, right? Like Instagram, like LinkedIn, like I'm very, it's a lot more curated. Whereas TikTok, it's a little more rogue. Like if anything goes in there, man, like some shit that you could post in TikTok, you would not even post in Instagram, like on the on a bad day, right? <laughs> I definitely agree. And like, I remember seeing a, a clip of KSI talking about how he had like 10 billion views or something from TikTok and he pulled up his like the creator pool or whatever in there and it was like $1,300 he'd made from it. Like billions of views and it's just like, yeah, that, that doesn't make sense. They don't incentivize creators to, you know, just stay on that platform as good as the platform is for field testing and, you know, learning what works doesn't yeah man i totally agree that you should yeah definitely diversify and like with um with youtube obviously like i'm curious like how did you like come up with this idea for like your magic like the the artwork that you do with the tape and the paper cutouts it's like something that i've never seen i never even considered like possible like was that like your idea originally or is that like you kind of learned it from someone and just practiced yeah so i know um the whole magic thing was kind of like from watching america's got talent like years back in high school and i did like tricks and whatnot but the art thing like the cutouts i saw that it's a pretty common like if you ever seen a magician you know where they kind of like cut up i don't even cut up like rip up like a napkin or like a dollar bill and they like, crumple it up and then they like unfold it and it's like restored um and i saw oz perlman who's a magician who performed on america's got talent he did like a similar thing where he cut out like oprah winfrey out of like a sheet of paper and I saw like other magicians kind of experimenting with that on TikTok. And I was like, oh, like what if I did like, you know, celebrities or whatever and added like a story to it or like characters. And then that kind of took off. And I was like, okay, that's like a cool art thing, but it's also kind of like a, a magic trick like type thing. So what if I did like some actual like long, some art that takes like a long time, you know, like a one piece sort of <laughs> like a display piece, you know, like the cut art's like a fun, like cool process. But what if I did something like, you know, I can hang on my wall or something like that. And that was kind of when I got into like the tape art um and i'd seen like other sort of artists on tiktok kind of play with that idea of like layers and light and things like that and i was kind of when i went down the rabbit hole of like dude there's so many artists and people doing like ridiculous things out there that it's like you know look at that like look at some other artists for 10 minutes and you'll already be having like ideas of like oh like what if i combine these two things or try this and it's like yeah man once you start with like one thing i think that's a really important thing right just get started with one video on 
on a certain style and that'll kind of push you to like research whatever you made the video about more and more. And then it's just a rabbit hole of like endless idea making, you know? <laughs> yeah, man. I, I totally agree. I think it's cool. Like when you pull inspiration from different people and kind of create your own, you know, flavor, I guess yeah. I think it's, um yeah, it's original. It's, it's a great idea. And Matt, maybe to, to kind of wrap things up here, like what, what would be like a one sentence piece of advice that you'd give to, you know, someone who's starting out their journey or wants to get started as a creator? Yeah, I would say um, someone who wants to get started as a creator, it's not going to be a quick rise. Chances are you're going to have to endure a lot of failure. But if you try and test ideas, see, I would say like try and test a bunch of ideas. And if something works, try and build a series off it, and create similar videos, but understand that most of your ideas are going to fail and flop. But as long as you don't give up, eventually your videos will pop and you will succeed. I love that, man. That is amazing advice. I'm going to take some of that myself. Matt, thank you so much for your time, man. It was a pleasure to have you on. And um, yeah, I'm excited to see, you know, probably the next time we chat, I'll, I'll blink and you'll be at 50 million. <laughs> I appreciate it, man. For sure. I'm definitely going to keep working at it. And I appreciate the time, man. We'll talk soon for sure. 100%, man. Peace.